and Rebel Raider goes with him. They're heading down towards the 300 metres. Here they come now. And Rebel Raiders raced up on the outside. He's got them the lead. Hoopy Gotchu's going to have a job to get to him. Clearly not going for home here. It's Rebel Raider. Rebel Raider by two lengths in front of Hoopy Gotchu. Clearly not will win the derby on Rebel Raider. Rebel Raider by two lengths. Hoopy Gotchu. He didn't stay in preeminence third. G'day punters and welcome to a special Tuesday edition of the Good Form Podcast. Having a look at Wednesday's midweek racing at Flemington. There are a couple of nice races that are going to be run tomorrow. So as a result, Tim and I thought that we would put together a little podcast looking at a couple of the bigger races on the program. I'm joined, of course, by my good friend Tim. Tim, how are you travelling? Travelling well, thank you, Rob. It is exciting to see this Flemington card here running on a Wednesday and it's definitely going to give us a bit of a guideline for the spring features going forward, particularly the Oaks and the Derby. Yeah, absolutely. It all, it all heats up from this point on. Of course, we've got the Underwood Saturday at Sandown and, of course, the Group 1 Moya at Mooney Valley on Friday night and we build from there into the rest of the spring. Tim, this is surely... Surely Christmas time for punters over the course of the next six to eight weeks. Yeah, big, exciting times ahead. It is a bit sad, though, that there's not going to be uh, anyone on course for what could be an epic clash in the Cox Plate between Zaki and and, uh, Incentivise, if Incentivise decides to go there. But there's a bit of hope with uh, us coming onto the track for the Flemington Carnival at the later end of that. So that is promising, at least. Yeah, and uh, if we can't get on course, I'd, I'd do anything to be there, Mooney Valley, on the Saturday for Cox Plate Day. But if we can't, I suppose a seat on the couch with a beer in hand will have to suffice. Tim, yeah. let's have a look at this first race that we're going to preview, which is the Kennedy Oaks preview. Before we perhaps go through the market for that, the rail position for this meet, how far exactly out is it, Tim? It is 14 metres in out the entire track, uh, and just just for the punters out there, an interesting statistic: when the rail is out this far at Flemington, it definitely does favour on pace runners. If mm. you go and have a look at the Flemington website, you can type in um, track conditions, and it will come up and will show you the data of different meets based on where the rail is, and you can see that. Since 2018, there's been five meets at Flemington with the rail greater than 12 metres out. And of those five metres, there has been a 70% win rate for on-pace and leaders and only 6% in the back half of the race. So if you're looking doing your form tomorrow and you, or if we mention a horse that's settling in the rear of the field, this could be big trouble for it with only 6%. Obviously it does happen, but very challenging. And that's why when we're looking at races five, six, and seven on the program, definitely uh, key for punters tomorrow will you just to look at where they're coming from. And if they're not coming from midfield or, or back in the field, then you definitely want to be targeting horses that are going to be up on speed um, in those last few races of the day. Absolutely. All right. Tim, should we, uh, should we get into it? Let's do it. I'll kick us off here with uh, race. Oh, you, yeah, run through the odds first there, Rob. Yeah, race five, we've got Barb Raider, that is your rock-solid favourite at $1.90. Going to dance a lot. Been a little bit easy, out to $5 from an opening four fifty quote. 
Black Comb for Danny O'Brien. He knows how to train a winner this time of year is $6. Game Legend is $12. The last one that I'll read is Tis My Bay. He's been a little bit of support into $13. Tim, have you had a chance to run your eyes over the speed map for this one? Yes, Rob. I think Gonna Dance a lot and Game Legend will be our leaders. I also expect Barb Raider, after having success sitting more forward last start to be prominent and especially mm. with the way the track's going to play i think that you'll see that one more for being a, a dollar 90 favorite at the start at the moment mm-hmm. um morissette london lemming fabiola la leaps tis my bay black homes stavenger commando drift vanzali and sabbath anna athena sabbath athena yeah. will be will be towards the rear there uh, possibly Black Home, who has got back in a lot of her races, but he's a fancy chance here. And Winkers go on, which means they're, they're trying to sharpen her up a little bit here. She mm. might tend to race more midfield to off pace and not get back too far, given she's got barrier two there to go forward if she wants to. Yeah. Let's have a look at the first runner, of course, the favourite in the field, Barb Raider. This horse, all it can do is uh, is seemingly run well, and the progression here up to 1,800 metres looks absolutely ideal, going from the 12, 14, 1,600, now to the 1,800. Its last start at Sandown I thought was quite impressive. It, it just sat at the top of the straight there uh, pretty quietly. The jockey didn't ask for a lot, and when it asked for a little bit of, to see what was under the bonnet, it really put a couple of lengths on them quickly and uh, got to the line quite nicely. I note that the last 600 was 33.67 and the last 200 was 11.23, which is pretty quick, especially over the mm. 1,600 metres. It's yeah. by Revolution and we know exactly uh, that horse's pedigree looking at distance races at this time of year as a three-year-old. Tim, I think this is a uh, this is a pretty good bet here, even a dollar ninety. What are your thoughts on Barb Raider? Yeah, I can see why the punters are liking it. One ninety, uh, easy current Oaks favourite at the moment. About eleven dollars, you can get about in the Oaks. Um, it's, it. I just question whether or not one ninety is a little bit too short for me with a threat here that I see, which I'll discuss in a moment. Um, but we'll just discuss Barb Raider quickly first. Yeah. You, everything you're saying there did show great speed. This. Um, Showed great turn of foot there, kicking off the speed last start. Was a slowly run race, so she was entitled to do that. Uh, but it's also showed speed coming on when getting back in the field as well. I just, I think she's the best horse in the race. Mm. I'm excited to watch her progress. I think she does look very progressive, and every time the distance goes up, she performs even better. But I just am quite worried about a dollar ninety is pretty short for a bunch of mm. fillies that are seeing this distance for the f- most of them for the first time and that's probably yep. why I wouldn't be diving into the dollar ninety. All good points Tim. I suppose when I look at it, I um I've had a look at some of the times that others have been running and and nothing really stands out on the clock except for this one and its last start at Sandown, which is why I think I'm hoping that you're gonna get Two dollars or more at jump time, but I think, given the, the the field, that's not a bad price to perhaps take. Do you want to talk a little bit about Black Home because I know you're pretty keen on this one from the Danny O'Brien yard. Yeah, Black Home does excite me. Uh, it, she's 
showed a lot of potential and looks like she's screaming for more distance. Her yep. run last start, she was just back too far in a slowly run race on pace that was won by Rhinoceros, who goes mm. around in the next race. And I, I think, as I mentioned, like, winkers get on, go on. The stable has a big opinion of this horse. There's been a few times I've listened to Danny O'Brien mention this horse in his trainer interviews, which tells yep. me that, that they think she's a quality horse. And she's bred to stay. Her mother won a wakeful, I believe. Um, hmm. And she's going to relish getting out to this distance for sure and being on Flemington where she's got a lot of time to wind up because she's a get-back runner. As I mentioned at the start there with the speed maps, she's back too far. Definitely don't want to be on her. Uh, but I, I feel like they might be going to sit a little bit more handy this particular race. And I think she's a great each-way bet at the moment where you're getting around a dollar ninety for her the place. Um, probably... Hmm more of a safer chance of, of her placing than Barb Raider winning. But I do have Barb Raider on top, so don't get me wrong, punters. Barb Raider is my top pick in this race. I just think that Black Home is a danger and perhaps one other, which is uh, going to dance a lot, which is the horse in this race that has been out to this track and distance before, has won at Flemington mm. over 1,800, and not a lot of these can say that. In fact, that none of them can. Yeah, and you, you're right there. Just uh... – on uh, going to dance a lot. I don't think it beat a lot that day at Flemington, personally. I looked at uh, Turn It Up Tommy ran third that day, went on to run six in an Exford plate. Time mm. wasn't too flash, but, yeah, you do raise a good point. It is one of the only horses, if not the only horse in this field, that's seen the 1,800 metres over Flemington. In fact, it is definitely the only horse that's that's seen that. A little bit easy in the market, though, it's a concern. But I see your point in terms of do you want to be diving into a horse like Barb Raider at the uh, red price that it is currently, or are you looking for something in a three-year-old race that perhaps uh, definitely has a bit more value? Um yeah, I think you obviously bring up a, a, a definitely watch and see in relation to Blackcomb. One horse I do want to talk about that is even more of an outsider than the two previously discussed is Morissette. I thought this horse was okay at Geelong um, in its last start. I just get the feeling that this horse is crying out for a little bit more distance and perhaps more importantly it's crying out for a good track. Its runs so far have been on soft sevens or worse. Um, it's by Piero. It's a, it's a Piero filly. I just have a feeling that watching the replay at Geelong that it's, uh, yeah, looking for a, a, a better track perhaps. And it worked okay home to the line without really damaging the top three or, or threatening the top three, I should say. But, um, yeah, it didn't really seem to want to wanna let down on that track that day. So at $26 and $5 the place, I think that's the one horse that I can stick up for from a value perspective. Yeah, and it doesn't look like we're really going to get much more rain. And mm. Wednesday looks like a nice day and possibly a few showers later tonight. We're filming this, punters, keep in mind, about half past five on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and I don't yeah, I don't think there's going to be a lot more rain, so we should probably see it race in the good four, perhaps soft five range. Yeah. Any others you want to discuss, Tim, or should we move on to the Derby preview? Let's move on. All right. Well, punters, Derby preview is the race after at five to four. It is also over the 1,800 metres. And Footlights is currently your favourite. I've been watching the market all day and it's been sort of going back and forth between Footlights and Inverell. Currently, Footlights is 420, Inverell 440, St. Trapeze 
is $6. I'm sure we'd all like to be holidaying there right now. Venting, $8.50. Gundek is also $8.50. Grinzinger King is $10. And Rhinoceros, a horse I know you're keen to perhaps talk about, is currently $16. Tim, where do you see him settling here? Uh, yeah, Rob, just to quickly note, there are a few emergencies in this as well, which mm. makes doing the speed map a little bit more difficult when we don't know exactly which uh, who's going to be running. There are some that are also entered in races on Saturday. Uh, Footlights yep. is one of them, mm. I believe. So they, they might scratch some of these horses and save them. Uh, the ones that are the emergencies at the moment are Layla, are... Um, Sorry, that's that's just let me get the race up on my screen here. Uh, well, the, the current the current scratching for this one's Alpine Aviator. Yep, yep. That's the only one so far. Okay, good. Yes, and the emergencies are Fazabil and Shabalala. Yep, to note that. Um, so our speed map here looks like Rhinoceros and Inverell look our easy. Our most obvious leaders, they've both had success doing that in the past. Guns yep. also probably will go forward. Grinzinger King, handy as well with Venting, Celestial Fury, Saint-Tropez, Sharper, Magic Mikey, Footlights, Storm the Loon, Fazabil if it runs, and Shalabala probably towards the rear, Top Boy and Sebastian the Fox at the back. All right. Well, let's have a look at Footlights first of all. I think that it'll uh, definitely be running tomorrow. I think it's on a derby uh, projection and, uh, yeah, be surprised if it wasn't running. Um, this thing surely was a moral beaten last start at Caulfield. Uh, Copped some shocking interference there on the corner at, shouldn't say Caulfield, Cranbourne I do mean. Damien Oliver goes on. Um, they've taken off Luke Curry for Damien Oliver, which is a pretty big plus, it must be said. Um, it worked home really well, that start, um, despite the interference, I thought. Um, running 12.22 for the last 200 metres after it had to gain momentum again. And you'd have to say, looking through the field um, today, that it is a deserved favourite. Tim, what were your thoughts on Footlights? Oh, absolute moral beating last start. Broke my heart. Um, I didn't think anything could possibly beat in that race. It was just a moral beat and was winding up, popped the check, fell in a hole. Jockey nearly fell off. Luke Curry's lucky to, to still be here, as is the horse. Uh, managed to pick itself back up again and, mm. and rebuild momentum. And just for the listeners out there, that is very hard to do, especially for a young horse. You get a check. Some horses just shy away. They won't put in anymore. This horse got yeah. the check and it's just gone nearly completely over on its end and it's managed to pick itself back up and go again. I thought it was unbelievable effort. And I know there's that, there's that only, it will get back in this race. And I know there's that, oh, there's the only 6% chance of winners in the rear of a field when the rails out there's a Flemington. But if one of the, one of these horses is going to do it, it's going to be him. I think he's a, definitely the, the best horse in the race, but mm. we'll get back a long way. So that is a concern. That's a that's a not for sure, and uh, its maiden win also we should say in its first start was quite impressive. You don't see them generally coming from there at Cranbourne, well back and, and off the bend, and have to do a mountain of work around that tight bend there at Cranbourne. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, yeah the, the progression up to eighteen hundred for this horse by Savabil looks, uh, looks ideal. Mm, perfect. Perfect. 
Let's look at the other one in the market, Tim, which is Inverell. Now, this horse has been heavily supported from the uh, from the Clayton Douglas yard. You and up up and coming trainer, of course, the ex jockey. Still think he rides in the jumps um, during jump season. Uh, Look, I don't know about this horse. I thought it looked a little bit green in its first start. Yes, it did win that day at sale, um, but I just thought that that it looked like it, it definitely had a little bit more maturing to do. And uh, its run home time over the last 200 was 12.36, which wasn't bad, but I think really looked perhaps more impressive to the eye in that field than the run actually was. And I'm prepared to perhaps be against him tomorrow. Yeah, fair enough. It did look green. I think it's... More recent trial was definitely better. And I think that's where mm. a lot of this early money is coming from is the trial yeah. that it did. One by two lengths. It was on a heavy track and this and its win previous to that was on a good track. So it probably I don't I don't know even know. Maybe it does handle the wet, but I don't know if it definitely does. Um and it still managed to win comfortably. It didn't beat a lot to be said in that first race at sale. Uh, mm. Lunar Match, which is running later on this card here or earlier, I can't remember, but it is racing in this same day. So keep an eye out for that horse as well just to see how the form stacks up. That ran second to it on, on sale. Mm. It is a leader, and I think it gets all of the favours in this race. And I think Barrier 7 going to go forward without a lot of speed on the inside. And Profiles as a horse is going to love the way that the track's playing today at Flemington. So... I, I think it will definitely be in the finish. I'd be very surprised if it's not in the finish. Fair enough there, Tim. Um, yeah, look, I mean, obviously it is going to come down to where they perhaps settle and uh, some horses that are at the front of the field perhaps might definitely be more advantaged. A couple I want to talk about, and when I was doing the form for this race, I was quite surprised that I found these two. Gundek and Grinzinger King. Now, they both come out of a run at Geelong where they both ran home in some pretty impressive times. And if you watch the replay of that race, these these horses really did have a little bit on the field that day, both of them. And Grinzinger King that day, from memory, was about $16 first up for Danny O'Brien. I thought Gundek did a little bit more in the run um, than Grinzinger King. It sort of got to the lead and, and and Grinzinger King sort of got to its outside. Um, and then Grinsinger King did just kick home and beat it by a nose that day. But they ran home in some pretty impressive times, 35.66 for the uh, 600 metres. And then Grinsinger King, 11.95 over that last 200 metres. Um, look, I thought that, that, that those times on a soft seven at Geelong that day looked pretty good in this field compared to what other horses have been able to do. And yeah. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if both of those horses run really well. I am sort of on the side of Gundek. So it's a new horse to the Simon Wild team after running up in Sydney over the autumn. So it did contest the uh, it did contest the uh, six hundred meter race at Randwick on one of the uh, one of the big carnival days they have up there, four lengths off Converge. And I just think that uh, in this field, um, up to the eighteen hundred meters. It could be a, uh, a good each way chance at eight fifty and two eighty currently. Yeah, it should be mentioned as well, Rob, that the horse that ran third in that race, mm. Kapalula Sunset, mm. ran around today at Kyneton, paying a dollar forty and one. Uh, the form has been franked. There you go. I haven't even caught up on that then. 
Yeah, that, just, uh, uh, that was an 1800 meter race as well. I might have to have a look at uh, at that replay to see uh, if I can grow a little bit more confidence about this horse. One I know you're keen to talk about, Rhinoceros. Yeah, he just he strikes me as very progressive. Yeah, the last the leap up from the start previous the fifteen it was a fifteen hundred meter race steps up to the sixteen hundred and it was he just was much looked much more comfortable led. And just kept finding and finding and finding. It was a slowly run race, uh, which mm. which still meant that it had to show a bit of turn of foot to hold off the fast finishing black comb, who I do rate highly. Yeah. I think the distance going out now is definitely going to suit. Looks like a real stay. It looks like it'll stay all day. So I expect them to lead tomorrow with yeah. Inverell. And it might set a bit of a tempo. Which would be interesting to see how this horse handles that. Seventeen dollars, sixteen dollars as overs. Uh, mm. Probably, you know, with, given the other horses in the race, I probably would have it marked around ten dollars. Uh, so I think it's overs at sixteen, but it's definitely one that is is worth watching, um, and maybe having a small each way bet on. Yeah, absolutely. I think you. I think you. Think you. Yeah, definitely overs at sixteen dollars. Um, whether or not it comes in a bit from that, we'll see tomorrow. But yeah, if you're if you're keen to grab snatch the sixteen dollars now, punters, I would um yeah be keeping that on side potentially as well. All right, Tim, did you want to move on to the last race that we're going to look at, or any more that you just one more venting, yep. venting. Oh. I think if you because this is a quaddy leg, so if you're doing a quaddy, venting as well is worth throwing in the quaddy because really impressive run first up. It, it was a, a race that it wasn't quite going to be ready for. Yep. Coming off a, a win there in Bendigo and then freshened four weeks into that at Mooney Valley in that Forgot You Sandy Prince race. That race, they went very, very fast in that race, mm. extremely fast. And this horse did a great job to finish fourth. Yep. And I think it's going to really enjoy stepping up here to the 1800 from 1500. And Danny O'Brien has mentioned it as being a horse as well that he has a high opinion of too. So definitely worth one to throw in the quaddy. Yeah, for sure. If you're having a quaddy, we might have to have a quaddy tomorrow as you are, uh, as you just mentioned. I suppose interesting to see what the market does with those two O'Brien runners because, uh, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see if there's support for one of them over the other, but we'll just wait and see uh, what plays out there. So the last race we're going to look at is a benchmark 78. We thought we'd do this one for you punters because this is a pretty nice race, even though it is a benchmark 78. Obviously, there's benchmark 78s at different times of the year, but this is a pretty hot time of the year for this race to be coming up, and there's some nice horses in it. So uh, looking at the betting, Mr. Brightside is your favourite, $2.40. Now, Eagles Craig is being... Uh, pretty well supported all week. It's 420. It should be noted, though, that it is an emergency and it coming out will obviously change markets quite significantly. Alcione, after its last start win at Sandown, is $7. Sainers Express is 12 Nick Spur, 15 And the last one that I'll read out, Impecunious, is $18. And I note that that horse still has a Cox Plate nomination, so it would want to be running pretty well tomorrow for it to be any sort of chance to get into that race. Tim, where do you see them settling here? Uh, Rob, yeah, again, with the emergencies in this particular race, 
there are five emergencies. One has been scratched already, so there's four more. And some of those ones, the reason I mention them is because some of them are looking at horses that like to lead, uh, Mystery Island and getting the queue. They're both mm. emergencies at the moment, and they'd, they'd probably be up there with our leaders if they're running. So I'm going mm. to do the speed map assuming they're not running. And in that yeah. case, we've got Mr. Brightside leading. And mm. I think Mr. Brightside will probably go forward there and control the race to its to its mercy, to its liking. Yeah. Um, Craig Williams on board there will is is a really a good rider and a judge of speed. So I think he'll probably put this horse in a winnable position the whole time. Yeah. Um, other horses there that might go forward. I, I know I mentioned, I said I wouldn't mention the ones that are emergencies, but Eagles Craig needs to be mentioned as it is mm. a significant chance in the race. And if it does get a run, it will also be sitting probably just off the pace um, and stalking Mr. Brightside. Now, they have raced before in the past, mm. and it'll be interesting to see how they go again tomorrow when they match up, if they do manage to meet each other. Some mm. other horses that are a chance back in the field uh Alcione, it's going to finish, settle about midfield, I imagine. The regiment will settle midfield. You've got Nickow Spur as well towards the rear there and Sinus Express that could have some friends in the market also sitting towards the rear and Patricio as well with Impecunious. Yeah, well, the first one I think that we're both keen to, to look at here is Mr. Brightside. All you can do is win, Tim, and this horse has been doing a lot of it. So it's four on the trot um, for Mr. Brightside. Now, two starts back, it did actually come up against Eagles Craig at Sandown, and it was able to put it away, even though the length margin suggests that it was only 1.5 lengths. So I thought it actually uh, held it pretty well and was on the inside there. Now, there is a pretty big weight turnaround on these two horses for tomorrow, so... That day, Eagles Craig was carrying 58.5. It's down to 54.5. And, and Mr. Brightside actually goes up half a kilo from that run at Sandown that day. In fact, it goes up a full kilo. So it's a pretty big weight turnaround. But in saying that, I just think that this horse is pretty airborne right now, isn't it, Mr. Brightside? And and you'd have to think mm, that mm. Eagles Craig, he despite is. it running on well in its last start at Sandown, would have to find a little bit. To be to be beating it, I think. Yeah, I agree. I see Mr. Brightside just winning this. At the moment, he's two forty, but when the emergencies come out, if Eagles Craig comes out, I expect him to be around a dollar seventy. Mm. I also I think he'll probably jump. I wouldn't surprise him if he jumps at a dollar fifty. Uh, <laughs> if if you can get two dollars about this horse um, after the emergencies come out, quickly take them. I don't think you will, but if you do, uh, I, I think one horse, he's currently paying around $13 for the Turak, which is really impressive. The stable has a big opinion. The punters have a big opinion. Barrier six drills, really nice to go forward. Gets good jockey on board with Craig Williams. Coming off four wins in a row, he'll make it five, and um, we'll, I think we'll see that tomorrow. Yeah, I do too. Alcione, Tim, there's a horse that I've been uh, I've been following since the winter of last year when I thought it was perhaps on a derby path. Now, it didn't get there, but it comes back after a pretty big layoff and it wins quite impressively at Sandown on the 18th of August. And 
Yeah, when you watch the replay of that race, it really just did sneak up on the inside there. And at $21, it just went, thank you very much. And I'm actually a bit shattered that I wasn't on it that day, the 21s, because I've always had a bit of an opinion of this horse. Um, I think it's a – I don't think it can probably beat Mr. Brightside, but I think it's the clear standout as a horse that, that can improve up to the 1,600 and, and can perhaps make a race of this. Yeah, definitely. It was very impressive that day. It did race – it should be mentioned, it did race against Impecunious that day. Mm. And and that's another horse that will Im- improve going out to a distance, as it did run in the ATC Oaks in Pecunias. Yeah, uh, it ran ninth of ten, uh, yeah. so wasn't wasn't a great run, but it it was it's probably progressed. The fact that they've put it in for the Cox Plate means it's progressed. Um, so they go head to head as well, Alcione and Impecunious. Alcione, mm. talk about that just quickly first. Really, really impressive, and I know that. James Cummings said after the race, he was half laughing, saying he couldn't believe that it was coming around at those those odds. I'm half crying still, mate. I can't believe I missed it. Yeah, uh, and it, it, it was impressive over 1,300 for a horse that wants further. Uh, it, it's a great each-way bet at the current odds that it is, around $7 and $2. Once the emergencies come out, that will, will definitely shorten. Hmm. But if you're wanting to take on the fave here, Mr. Brightside, I'd be looking the way of Alcyone, and I'd also be taking a good hard look at Impecunious, who will improve as well over this distance. Yeah, it should be noted that day, Tim, that Impecunious was about two and a half lengths off Alcyone, and then its next start was about three and a half lengths off Tarath. So obviously different races, mm. different setups, but you're talking about a horse that was uh, only a length further behind Tarath than it was Alcyone that day. So. Uh, yeah, one to uh, something to definitely keep in mind when you're putting together your betting strategy for this race. Yeah, yeah. So, and Anavisto too was a second behind Tarath as well. We saw yeah. what did. Um, so there is some good form lines there for, although it finished 10th, it was, yeah, only beaten three and a half lengths in Pecunias. So worth worth throwing in the quaddy at $18 too if you're willing to take on Mr. Brightside the fave. I'm, I'm, I'm still leaning heavily towards Mr. Brightside. I think he just wins. Uh, but there is yeah. some good each-way bets there for place or place bets with Impecunious and Alcyone. So, Tim, why don't you tell the punters what you're going to be doing in this race? Yeah, at the moment, I will be waiting to see what the odds come up after the emergencies come out. I mm. also want to wait and see how the track's playing because Impecunious will get back a bit of a way and Alcyone will probably sit midfield. If that's the case, Mr. Brightside just walks in, I think. Um, so it will depend on what happens there. But keep that in mind when you are putting your bets on on how the track's playing. Yep, I I, uh, I agree with that. I think me, the way that I'm playing it on a Tuesday night will be to have Mr. Brightside on top and have a little same race multi with Alcyone to finish top three. Yep, nice one. Can't argue with that one. All right, Tim, as we wrap up the podcast for this Tuesday, is there anything else on this card tomorrow at Flemington that you can steer the punters into? Yeah, there's a in the two-year-old race, race two, there's a really promising-looking sort. Now, I know these two-year-old races can be a trap, mm. so err on the side of caution, but I encourage you to have a look at the race and see if you like it as well. Mm. Contemporary is the horse. 
the Godolphin horse, which I know the camp there is really, really confident this horse can win. D. Oliver on board has had some very impressive jump outs. No official trials, but it, it's, it looks like a really good sort when it has had jump outs. So that's one that I'd be taking a long look at. At $3.20, I think that is overs. Yeah. I also think in race eight, if you are doing a quaddy, just one there that is worth making sure you do put in. It might not get a run at this stage, but Naves, 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 yeah, I think that horse is definitely going to improve going up in distance and also looks like it'll, it'll get a really nice run. So I'd be looking at that one if it gets a run. It's currently third emergency. Mm. So it may not run, but it's there's one that's come out, so it's second now to come in. And yep. uh, yeah, that's that's um, some of my fancies. Also, race three, he's the ultimate. Yeah. Now this horse won by five lengths last start. It has form around frontman and villainer going into that, and also back in in um, on Anzac Day in April. It ran in some quite nice races with Three Kings, Biscay Bay, and also as a, a two-year-old was impressive in early April behind Najmati, second to Najmati. And it looks like it's really starting to progress, this horse, and is nominated for the Guineas, still going to the Guineas. I think he's better than these, and $5 is, is yeah, definitely overs. All right, well, you've made a compelling argument there. I might have to follow you in for sure earlier on in the day. Well, Tim, if there's nothing more from you, we might sign off. But punters, uh, on Friday, we'll be doing a deep dive into the Saturday racing at Sandown. We're also going to be having a look at the Moya Stakes that night. So this race has really sparked my attention early in the week in terms of the horses that are going to it. And uh, once we find out the final field for that, uh, it will be definitely a, uh, a great race to look at over the 1,000 metres there at Mooney Valley on Friday night. And, Tim, there's only one negative on all of this, and that's the fact that we won't be there. Oh, yeah. Oh, disappointing, but also very exciting. As a racing fan, and there's not a lot going on at the moment. Uh, very, very exciting. Well, not a lot going on. I should mean grand final day on Saturday. That's something to get excited about. But <laughs> racing is really heating up. And as soon as the grand final's over, it's exactly where you want to be, head right in racing. So looking forward to it, Rob. Yep. Next eight weeks, best time of the year, I say. All right. Well, punters, thank you for joining us on this special edition of the Tuesday Good Form Podcast. Good luck tomorrow if you're having a bet, and we will see you all back here on Friday.